0: Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike,
1: and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy with my friends Mike. Present. And Pete. I have woken. all right. So we traded in the real Pete for the tethered Pete. That was Shadow Yay, Pete talking. OD Shadow I. Pete. <laughs> I'm back. So if you couldn't tell, QTR went to the movies. <laughs>
0: we did. We had a. Spoiler alert. We had a Q, QTR date night <laughs> yesterday. Guess so. Bowling. A little bowling, and a little pizza. Bowling, pizza, and movies. Yeah. Bowling. Um, I. I think I set the record for worst bowling performance of all time and slowest average speed. <laughs> well, we were playing nine pin tap, and I got one nine pin strike uh, in two games. I <laughs> missed uh, Mr. eight. <laughs> I put, if it was eight pin tap, you would had a perfect game. Yeah, yeah you were crushing like I, it. I got eight every time, and I, and some regular strikes mixed in there. But I was uh, I was by far the worst bowler <laughs> of our of our group. <laughs> Or best, because you didn't cheat. That's true. I didn't need your fake nine pin strikes. I'll I'll take them. So I I am back,
2: and my back has been my neck and back.
0: Did you hurt him bowling?
2: No. You hurt your elbow bowling? My elbows are killing me. Okay. (laughs) Tennis elbow from sitting at a desk all day. Makes a lot of sense. So I legitimately pulled my hamstring bowling. Yeah, so maybe I'm actually the big winner. <laughs> you guys want to hear the story of my neck injury? This is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I missed the podcast live and on air. In in southeastern Wisconsin, born and raised on a football field where I spent most of my days. Chilling out max and relaxing all cool. Playing some quarterback ready to blow up some fools. Was that quarterback or cornerback? Cornerback. There you go. All right. When a player player who was up to no good stuttered to roam around in my neighborhood, I got him one big spear and the trainer got scared. She said, stay down rest there and get some fresh air. I begged and I pleaded. With their play after play. With no return in sight, I was questionable, they say. But a miracle happened. She gave me the okay. Told the coach I was good to go back in the game. I put on my helmet and finally returned. I might as well risk it. There is no injury concern. We ride to President, episode 43. The pain came back and QTR was missing me. I looked to my wife and said, on the sideline, I should have stayed. Questionable to return
0: is my tag to this day. <laughs> So that's where you're gone. You're spending all your time writing that? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was writing that and I fell asleep. Oh, writing it. So. And your wife's advice was not do or don't do that on the she podcast. Said, she said don't. Well, that's staying in. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. And
2: I thought I did pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. Anyways, uh, cue the corrections music. Right. I have some corrections for you guys. Oh, no. So, no screen week. I didn't participate. I lasted 10 minutes. Correction to you. Parents did not. Some parents didn't participate.
1: Yeah, the first time I actually really, really messed that up. I mean, aside from doing this podcast and actual work was Saturday.
2: Yeah. Next uh, NCAA tournament. I, those weren't my picks what no i had duke fsu houston and tennessee oh okay that's my final four anybody right. wants to know you how do we know that but if if do you certify that that, ha- that you had those picks before if those four picks do make it those were my picks though well murray state's out now oh then it's duke fsu houston okay. tennessee uh lat uh next one is uh Hornerbrook. don't he's still gonna get benched in week three don't worry
0: Oh, even though he's on Florida State? Right. Yeah, he'll, he's still, been, he'll still get back. Okay. He's still
2: part of a D1 program. Right.
0: And lastly, um, WrestleMania, you
2: know, I wasn't going to go into details and joke around. You know, I kind of gave you that homework of WrestleMania is coming up. But, you know, since you guys really want to know, I might as well go
0: into it. Okay. Since hold, you're interested. Hold on before you start. Let me just, okay. okay. I'll go ahead. I'm watching the Oregon game now. Oh, Go okay. ahead now. All yeah. right.
2: So Kofi Kingston's getting no chance in hell treatment. Goes through the gauntlet. <laughs> only to be shot down one more. That's not a foul. <laughs> shot down with one more appointment. opponent. WWE champion, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, offensive. Oh. He used the arm. Bad move by WWE. I'm sure by the time you hear this, SmackDown will have already resolved it. Bautista still can't cut a promo. Kurt Angle announced his last match. John Cena doesn't have a match, and there's a women's revolution, and they're their most interesting way on today. that one. There's your WWE report. Thank you. Bull Bull is celebrating over. on the sideline. Correction's over.
0: You can... Guys, hey! Oh. oh, what? Wake up! Oregon's up one. What were you we saying?
1: <sighs> I'm sorry. All right,
0: Andy. What put you to sleep more, that or the movie we saw? My song. <laughs> after it's a our, tough one. After no. our little bowling adventure, we uh, we went to the movies. The movie that? did not put yeah. me asleep. We saw Jordan. Yeah, Beals. I could really walk leaving out of that bowling alley.
2: <laughs> that <laughs> was not
0: good. Needed a heated chair at the movie theaters. That did help.
2: Oh, I love the heated chairs. I was really, I hate scary movies. My wife mm-hmm. was supposed to go, and she forced me by getting in the car and just leaving. <laughs> yeah, I saw you, I saw you screaming frantically outside. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Well, she she left me with you two. Hi. So I wasn't uh, too happy about that. But I have to. My admit, wife came. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have to admit this was probably the best decision I've made in a long time, going to that movie. Well, actually, it was your wife's decision, technically. True. Yeah. yeah, that is true. Yeah, thank you, wife. Yeah. But um, a lot of people in the theater did not like the movie, um,
1: but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. If you're looking for a scary movie, look elsewhere. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. Uh, this <laughs> movie,
0: I thought it was way heavier on the comedy- then the scares and Jordan Peele's pretty funny. I laughed a lot in the movie. A lot of people laughed. Yeah, yeah.
1: We even got a what the f- was that, and then promptly got out. Yeah, those they people, left those, those people next to us. Yeah, they they bailed. Yeah, they they threw in the towel
0: like you know maybe a two thirds of the way through. Uh, like at least six people agreed
2: with me and clapped. So that was yeah. Way to start the clapping. Maybe, maybe uh, it ironically, was just good spattering. Um, but I do have to admit he does make a good horror movie, I think, based off of like classic horror rules or real rule,
0: horror rules. Like kind of cl- <laughs> It was kind of more classic slasher
1: movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like the slow ride of like yeah, all, all that kind of stuff. Kind of like a Jaws what, what, I, what I what felt like.
1: slasher. There was only, the only slashing was, was the Never mind. Riffing are we Riffing. are we going to do the spoiler alert warning? Yeah, skip skip ahead to
0: the uh it'll be in the timestamps yeah. where we're done talking spoilers.
1: Right. But the only blood I remember like the gore part was when they took out the the family and the the, the, Elis- the twins
0: and Elizabeth Moss and Tim and her husband. Heidecker. Yeah. Yeah. My doppelganger. That was Elizabeth the only time they Moss. got the was, the large
1: shears in the neck.
2: That was pretty gory. I think my I mean the the dad getting chopped up by the the boat was pretty but they solid, didn't show they it didn't or show anything.
0: anything you saw blood come
1: yeah I, don't know.
0: I really liked the first half of the movie i thought just like the opening scene was good well, Pete was in
1: heaven i mean the first clip of it was just pure 80s it was and that's great
0: i looked up what movies it all shows because it shows uh it shows her watching a commercial for hands, hands across yep. hands across america and next to it is pete's favorite movie goonies you know what, there are two other movies visible. I had to look online to see what they were. Nightmare on Elm Street and Chud. Oh, yeah, Chud. Chud stands for Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dweller. <laughs> so, wow. So it fits in with that. It fits perfect. Nice. Also in Goonies, Sean Astin has the line, this is our time down here and one right. and one of the tethered said this is our time up here in the movie oh man I, see i discovered this all that this movie's great i discovered all that after we saw the movie I last night you didn't even
2: night. notice that i was just so awestruck like, by you know the lack of moss's,
0: moss's brother right next to yeah elizabeth to me. moss yeah. is my <laughs> doppelganger if i had a twin sister or i transitioned took, into being a woman <laughs> i'll be elizabeth when she first moss.
1: started speaking the the tethered other Took it took, it took everything for my wife not to just bust out laughing. And it took even more of me not to do it with her. So much so I had to like poke you guys so she could <laughs> so you could partake.
0: Yeah. How did the how did those uh, how did uh Lupita Nuango's tethered self sound exactly?
1: Hey, it's time!
0: That's spot on how <laughs> she talked. <laughs> Pretty much And it you? made us laugh. So bad.
1: <laughs> it's our
2: time now, up here.
0: <laughs> biggest problem I think I had with the movie is everything. Well, because I liked the first half and I thought the acting was good and like the dialogue was, was fine great. and like I was into it for the first half. And even when the the uh, doppelgangers first showed up, I'm like, yeah. it's, it's creepy having an evil, evil doppelganger. And then every second they started explaining what was going on, I liked the movie less and less because it just it got so ridiculous. There was, it was like they they took
2: so much time. To lead into and give you background on the family and whatnot that they were like, oh, crap, we got to stop this movie. So let's hurry up and try to explain a couple things, but maybe they cut the wrong scenes or
1: something. I don't know. I don't know. Why was there not one firearm in that whole movie? Not <laughs> yeah. one.
0: Yeah, the tethered are running around with scissors and killing everyone, and then
1: yeah. can't be stopped.
2: Yeah, I didn't even think about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, their whole
1: plan... And, and I, know they're, I know they're in the West Coast, like Santa Monica, beach mm-hmm. area, but I'm just trying to transform that to like a Wisconsin. Let's see you up north Wisconsin. <laughs> Any Scotty Woods, but, there's going to be a million guns to one person.
2: Yeah. And then, but but where's the military?
0: Yeah.
1: Military too. would
0: have no problem against the tethered. Yeah. I like scissors. how, and
1: then the pan out. Scene has the news choppers taking picture but not one military helicopter taking. Everyone
2: just was spattering them full of bullets.
0: Plus the whole idea They're in a straight
1: line. It's not hard. <laughs>
0: the whole idea that okay, there's some like clones of people, that would be fine. But then the idea that there's supposed to be a clone of for everybody that makes no sense. Because how are so they took they got the people's DNA and cloned them at the exact same time they were born for everybody ever and you had three hundred million people living underground for years only eating rabbits only eating rabbits and then they all came up at the same time to do their own version of hands across america Uh, i don't know maybe because that made sense maybe there's some big message here about having have nots in america and i'm just missing it but i was i was not a fan at all of explaining what was going on i think it would have been better if just they said nothing if there was not everybody had a double and they didn't say anything yeah i agree. I think I might have liked that better than trying to explain that there's actually underground. There's a whole nother America of tethered people who eat rabbits and live normal life. I
2: do think he does make a good movie, though. But personally, I I thought a lot of it was pretty decent. Like, of course, the, the whole premise of it wasn't just wasn't maybe written very well or whatever or. Maybe they cut the wrong scenes. I don't understand. I, we didn't understand what was going on well, with
1: that whole situation. But well, didn't they talk about the program they were they were doing? Like the copy piece of it, and then they abandoned the program. Yeah, that too. What was the but, point? But how did, how was there how was the little kid alive? Wasn't the program like abandoned before the little kid was born? Yeah, you would think so. Because
0: they talked about and then or what are they doing down
1: there? Do they reenact
0: everything? <laughs> and why? What was the point of the program to have a whole second America down there?
1: Uh, it, where where and, and are a, the people with In a, a mall like basement utopia? Yeah.
2: Where are the people that do the program? Where are their tethered people?
0: Yeah, that that too. Mm-hmm. And then also there's a there's a twist in the movie. And Pete, you pointed out the twist well before what? it happened. No bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, no where no bathroom. where do the tethers go to the bathrooms? And how did they make mm-hmm. three million three hundred million red Lord jumpsuits? <laughs>
1: Down the hall to the left. There's, there's yeah. one
0: bathroom for 300 million people. Oh, no. How long did it take them to make 300 million red jumpsuits and gold scissors? Yeah, the scissors I thought
1: was a much bigger feat. But even then, yeah, the red jumpsuits. It took us about 32 years.
0: Oh, okay. And they ate, and eating nothing but rabbits. Uh, how many rabbits would it take to feed 300 million people for 30 years? We kept cloning them. Yeah, they're clones. Got it. But yeah, I thought it was, I think Jordan Peele is talented as a filmmaker. I liked Get Out a lot. I think the the acting was good in this. You explained
2: but, Get Out to me, and I'm like, eh, it's probably the same.
1: I think Get, Out, <laughs> I think Get Out's a lot better. I think I'm going to watch it still. Like It was intriguing enough to watch. I also think it's kind of intriguing. Didn't you say that the uh, Twilight reboot? Yeah, I'm for excited CBS? for that, actually. Yeah, tw-
0: yeah, he's the producer of the Twilight Zone reboot, uh, which is coming up pretty soon, I think.
1: Uh, but wrong or different, I still can't believe Rotten Tomatoes at the time we saw it was getting what so, a ninety-seven.
0: Yeah, so that's some of the issue. Is I think I, expectations were pretty high, having it in the nineties and Rotten Tomatoes. My brother gave it an eighty. Uh, just, yeah, and the audience is giving it like sixty some percent. Right. So I don't know. Maybe I think maybe expectations are too high. Combined with are we just too old to be scared? No,
1: oh, there's some freaky.
2: No, I'm the conjuring. Uh,
0: Don't watch that. I'm not too old to be scared. Have you seen The Conjuring? No. Don't watch it at dark. I did see a horror movie that scared me once called Knocked Up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, got it.
0: (laughs) Seth Rogen. Wow. Commissioner Nick. So he runs the... College basketball pool. Yes. It's unique because you buy teams. You don't just draft them. Did you get any, Andy? I did not. So so you buy teams, and it's all based on their odds. So uh, one of my cheaper teams was UCF, and they lost a heartbreaker to Duke today by one point. It would have been a nice little win for me and getting Duke out of the tournament. Yeah, my cheap team was Murray State. Oh, That was a good pick Mm. for round one.
2: Yeah, my my second team was FSU. I didn't look at the bracket. (laughs) So I didn't realize that they would play each other. But I guess they both won,
0: and I I was for sure guaranteed
2: some kind of payout.
0: Uh, Add to the corrections, I I called uh, Ja Morant. I called him Jay Morant. Mm. I didn't know it was Ja like Ja Rule. Right, or it could, uh, or maybe J A like J A Hap? No, it's it's ja. J A Adonde. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. No, yeah, he's man. That guy
2: really proved that he's a top three pick.
0: I guess it's for anyone who's averaged ten assists a game in college. He averaged the most points ever for someone with ten wow. assists. Yeah, since the first or, triple or double since, since Draymond Green in twenty twelve, I believe. Mm-hmm.
2: It was just kind of shocking how many triple doubles there's there's only been in the tournament i think it's like nine or something that's pretty crazy to me
0: yeah and i guess keeping in mind that it is a 40 minute game instead of 48 true makes it a little harder yeah but uh yeah marquette just they got absolutely demolished by by murray state that really wasn't even a game
1: (laughs) the game the badgers had too wasn't a game against oregon yeah neither neither
0: team had a good showing
1: I think alluding to it on Wednesday when we talked, Mike, the fact that we, we pretty much were thought the Marquette could possibly get through to, to later in the weekend, but we were, all, we were both pretty certain that the Badgers would not.
0: Yeah, we did not have a good feeling about uh,
1: the Badger game for sure. But that, Mar- that Marquette showing, it's, the, it was probably one of the worst Marquette showings I've seen. Well, They, just, they got beat up and down the both sides to- of the ball.
0: Is and we've we've mentioned this before is that Marcus Howard just doesn't get enough help on the offensive end, and when you have guys like Sakar Anum and Theo John, which we said you know oh they're Marquette's best defensive players, they both had zero points. You can't have such one way players and expect to win. Where it's like all right, Anum and John are going to play defense. And Marcus Howard, you just uh, you keep up with Morant scoring because Morant had a lot better support around him. And M- Morant, 16
2: assists and 11 rebounds. He contributed to a lot of the points where Howard doesn't do that. He had two assists, two rebounds, so yeah. he doesn't contribute right. much other than shooting, where Morant, man, he is a full Gets package. Involved, right? He's a very good player, and he's going to make some MBT- NBA team happy, I believe. It just def-
1: I don't know. Like, if they felt they're outcoached completely in that game, too, it's the, I don't know, it doesn't look good for Woj at all.
0: Woj said after the game, he said, though, uh, he said, Morant's maybe the best guard he's ever seen in college c- or coached against. And he, just, he had nothing but praise for him.
1: Yeah. You know how good he is? Florida Sorry. State beat him by 28. <laughs> so just saying. Yeah, that doesn't look as good.
2: I think Florida State is a
1: sneaky good team, though
2: yeah they uh it's a good team
1: but it's still like marquette is supposed to be a pretty good team as well and the fact that i mean i'm not i'm not saying moran was gonna get his and still whatever but you still wouldn't expect the team to get beat by nine, 19
2: 19 yeah
0: and yeah florida state beat virginia and uh in the acc tournament and they're legit uh we also talked about you know why don't the badgers have an inside out game with hap that's what killed them against oregon you had uh, Brad Davison, 0 for seven from three, and Trice two of ten. As a whole, they shot six of thirty. Sadly, that's uh, how Ethan Hap's career ends. Is trying to be uh, the guy by himself. Every time he's passing it out to open shooters, they just can't knock anything. Yeah. So start,
1: sorry, both teams, right? Hap trying to do the whole thing himself, and Howard trying to do the whole thing for them. Yeah,
0: it makes me kind of worried slash intrigued for next year with the Badgers of just how their team's gonna look. They're losing Iverson and Hap. Those are the two leading scorers in their game against Oregon.
1: Iverson's good, but I mean, I think that'd be okay for the team to lose. Hap's going to be a hard one to yeah. try to get around, but it, you hope the growth of the team around them, maybe.
0: They have uh, Aleem Ford and Kobe King on the bench that will probably be inserted into the starting lineup, so I guess it's at least interesting from the standpoint of there will be a completely different team next year, a completely different feel to them. You know
2: the 12s and 10s just couldn't find, or they found a way to beat, to, yeah. to pull off a lot
1: of upsets. So
0: if uh, if people had their brackets ruined, it was probably because of those games: three 12 seeds and three 10 seeds winning.
1: Even a, like I said, UC Urban was a 13 seed over four.
0: Yeah, that was the biggest upset. That was upset. a big one.
1: But there is there was even some scares
2: too, like even Michigan State, even the one seeds had a lot of scares well, over the weekend. Virginia
0: down at halftime.
2: They were down by a they lot. Won. Everyone,
0: that was one hope for two. <laughs> Everyone having yeah flashbacks to last year. Yeah. It was like oh no, if they, Virginia. I
2: I did hear that they were facing the toughest sixteen seed out of the whole tournament. So, yes. so that would just go cool figure. Like they would give yeah. them another test, kind of.
0: Still
1: a sixteen seed. Yeah.
0: True. True. And yeah, they got it together. They They were my pick to win it all, so I would have really been. You have to figure like
1: it's got to be tough for some of these teams to like match up, like you said, against those sixteen seeds because you probably don't see a lot of them. You don't see the big highlights about them. It's hard to recruit some of that stuff. You see the other teams decent amount.
2: Very
0: true, yeah.
1: Seem yeah, (laughs) they can game against you a little bit better. You feel.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's completely one-sided in terms of pressure and expectations. Right. Like it's, it's nothing to lose for the 16 seed. If, if a 16 seed comes out and loses by 30, nobody says, like, oh, they, they're terrible. It's just that's what's supposed to happen.
1: Yeah, Gardner-Webb's just happy to get their name announced. Yeah,
0: you did it. You made the tournament. So the first
2: weekend's pretty much over. Um, I do have to admit, we never really mentioned it, but Andy and I have been to a first weekend um, tournament time. Yes, sir. In uh, Indianapolis, and I think Milwaukee and Marquette were at Indian- Indianapolis that year. Wisconsin was in Arizona, from what I believe. It was Milwaukee's yeah. first year. We went to, yeah, we went
1: to go see WM. Yeah,
2: but uh, if you do have the chance to ever go to the tournament for the first weekend, go because it it's so much fun because the games are just every like
0: twenty minutes. You can go to every game. Yeah, how many games so, did you guys get to watch? Really? I believe so. And was this at uh, where the Pacers play? Was it Conseco? No. No, oh, it was in the big dome. Big? Yeah. Uh, Colt? RCA. Colts. This, was
1: place?
2: it was RCA or was it Lucas? It was RCA. Lucas wasn't built yet. Oh, okay. So this oh, is man. before. can you remember. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Anyway,
1: we did go see a road trip in Indianapolis. We saw the Panthers just lose a heartbreaker to Notre Dame. Still Took them almost overtime, lost 70 to 69.
2: It was like a late tip-in, I believe, or something like
0: that. But it was a Really exciting game. Yeah, that's something uh, I definitely want to do at some point. Uh, is the Pfizer Forum supposed to get uh, tournament games one year? I don't think it's been announced.
1: I think so, but I, I got to go to when the Bradley Center had the regional. Um, so I got to partake. I went, got to go to two days of that, the festivities there. That was pretty fun. It's fun, like, like Pete mentioned, it was fun to just watch a lot of basketball all day. All day. Yeah,
0: that sounds right up my alley. I want to do that sometime.
1: It's, it was the more hyped up version of going to see like state basketball. When like you go to Madison or wherever you're listening, like when you when your state teams go to the big arena and you have like, starts like on a Thursday or Friday and ends what late Saturday. Just so much basketball.
2: Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's amazing how clean they get that place quick. I, oh, I'm just amazed. Cause it's like, 20 minutes, I think, and then they, you, can, games, you have yeah. to go out and yes, come You, back you pay
1: for different sessions. So, I mean, you yes, get tickets that yeah. pay for multiple sessions. So, you get, like, the morning session or afternoon session, and then you get or though. Yeah, the afternoon session and then the evening session. And then you have the opportunity to buy Saturday, Sunday. Okay.
2: Is that,
0: it regardless of how many sessions you have, though, do you have to go in and out every time? Do they make everybody leave their seats?
2: At one point, they do to clean. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think it's, like, right away. I think they – because they start the games pretty quickly – so, like, there's, like, a little gap, like, in the afternoon, usually at each, each so you leave for, like, 30 minutes to an hour. Because
0: I want to know if I could just, you know, like, wear a diaper and never leave my seat the entire time, or that's mm-hmm. not possible.
1: That's a good question, because like, I don't remember, like, when we went to the, when I went to the one in the Bradley Center, we were in a box. Oh, I mean, we didn't have to leave. Yeah, yeah so I guess, like, the what, what you mentioned, if the Pfizer Forum's getting it, I would definitely recommend that would be a good, good, fun little QTR yeah, outing. That would be.
0: That'll be our next date.
1: <laughs> next March.
2: So baseball starts next week, and the great Ichiro announced his retirement um, right before
0: the game in Japan.
1: like game counted, right? Like that was their opening there, day, right?
0: There were two games already that counted. Yep. A's against Mariners.
1: What do they do? Because I mean, the rest of the major league doesn't do anything. So do they go back to spring training? Because I mean, they had yeah. to probably establish. Did they have to establish their roster already yeah. at that point to go? They did. Yeah. And then kind of sucks. I think they started early though, earlier than the Brewers,
2: right?
0: I don't think so. Did they? Didn't I think oh. some teams did start before yeah. the Brewers did? I will say uh, I had my fantasy baseball draft tonight. I am in first place already because I had the Mariners closer and Piscotty. One home run, two saves. First place. <laughs> So Ichiro begins and ends his
2: career in Japan. Salt and pepper Ichiro stepped to the to the field in the eighth inning and was pulled defensively to get his proper exit from baseball, which is pretty solid. It was like three minutes. Everybody gave him thank yous on the on the team and even Ken Griffey Junior was there, so that was pretty awesome. He did go 0 for four, but it was a great moment for the future Hall of Fame outfielder.
0: Yeah, it's okay to go over four. He's forty five years old. Yeah, he's an old man. Ichiro <laughs> is one of my favorite players ever. I love Ichiro. Uh,
1: I didn't think I'd like another player after Griffey left. And then Ichiro comes, and you got to love a guy like that. Really good guy.
0: I think it's so crazy and awesome that he's part of the 3,000-hit club despite spending his first eight years in Japan. He didn't come over till he was 27, and he still gets 3,000 hits. Yeah. Like That's pretty amazing. 4,367 combined. Yeah. Very that's
2: nice. A, 19 impressive. seasons in the major league baseball and nine in japan
1: so yeah, i think the crazy part for me was i remember the highlight reels of his throws like playing right field like on a rope yes. to like third base
0: there's that one in particular yes he throws it it couldn't be any more perfect the ball just like it's just like parallel to the ground the whole time right to the third baseman's glove yeah it's just like, out, and that's when it was like that's when the runner's just like what just happened yeah like right. Whoa! Like his arm was incredible. I loved his his just his slap hitting style was pretty unique. Oh, uh, yeah, I know it's very unorthodox how he did that. Yeah, and they've said what's interesting is you know during the uh, the baseball classic now is when you see the Japanese team how many guys on that team modeled it after him. Yeah, look they bat just like Ichiro because they all grew up idolizing him, and there's so many guys that are left-handed and have that same little step and slap hit style. I think that's pretty cool that. It's interesting how he inspired. could keep the
2: bat over the plate doing that.
1: Yeah, especially when he fell out like that. Yeah. Like you're teaching kids guy. never to do that. And the idea that he <laughs> could just yeah. like bail out and still get to the outside plate.
0: Only do that if you're Ichiro level good kids.
2: Right. So he'll he'll now move into the front office for the Mariners, which is pretty
0: awesome. Yeah, I like that. That's it's a nice move there.
1: So he retired at the end of the season, or as of that game, he was done.
0: As of that game. Oh man. He, uh, he basically uh, came back this year just to play those two games in Japan and then hang it up. That's
1: so, you guys ready for opening day? Oh, I Man, that came a lot faster than I ever <laughs> dreamed of.
0: It doesn't feel Where did March go? It doesn't feel like. Yeah, it should it be opening. The 28th, day. right? Like, that's yeah, it when doesn't they, feel because it's yeah, still 40s outside. Yeah, Thursday, the Brewers play the Cardinals at
1: Miller Park. Thursday's supposed to be 60. So that'll it's be amazing good. So for that'll be good. day.
0: Good. I want. Uh, I want nice tailgating weather for everybody who's going. That's
1: that's usually the
0: highlight of opening oh, day. Yeah. Good and liquored up. Oh, Miller Park! If you've never been to a opening day, go sometime. It's chaos.
2: Yeah. It. Yeah. That's well put.
0: <laughs> well put.
2: I've been to a lot of. I went to like three straight opening days, and we
1: wanted to watch the game, so we would go in early. But hmm. yeah, we would park. And- was well, such a joke <laughs> because there'd be people, people beating down the gates to get in to tailgate and whatever, and, and half of them had tickets. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now they is, made a rule where they, I think you had to have tickets to get in the yeah the because parking lot. they had
0: the parking lots get so crowded with people and the bathroom lines were impossible <laughs> that people actually started bringing porta potties in the bed of their pickup trucks and they'd charge a dollar per use for extra bathrooms.
1: Not bad. Only not a bad idea. I- not a
0: bad idea. But when that's going on, I think they might need to to uh (laughs) yeah Yeah. and uh i gotta give a shout out to my dad is uh growing up he used to let me skip school all all the time to go to opening day (laughs) considered it it, is a is a holiday is a personal religious holiday
1: (laughs) yeah i don't think we're at the altar of baseball
0: I i don't think my mom always liked the way my dad would take me to baseball on school nights and let me skip skip school to go to baseball games
1: it turned out right
0: yeah that's why i do podcasts now
1: so
2: we're not ready for Opening Day, obviously. I, I don't know. I'm not. I, I want. I'm. I love baseball that it's back, but I'm so into the Bucks right now. I'm not. I'm like, oh, I'm not ready for this. But I don't know if the Brewers are ready either. They have had a lot of injuries going oh. on here. Corey Knebel, um, Jimmy Nelson had some soreness, but kind of go over Knebel a little bit. He's got some elbow soreness, UCL issue, and he it's partially torn. So Tommy John is a possibility. I believe Council
0: said they'll give it a week that was yes. on Friday, want he will get a bunch of opinions. He wanted a week to get second opinions, but it kind of feels like he's delaying the inevitable. Anytime you hear UCL, Elbow, any kind Horn. Of well, yeah, the
1: moment you, saw, you heard Elbow soreness and they shut him down immediately, that it, was pretty much It m- just seems like every time
0: it. you get to this point, it's Tommy John, I'd be pretty shocked. And you don't want him to... Get some second opinion that says, oh, you can pitch on it, and then like a month into the season. You tear the whole thing yeah, up. Yeah, you, and you need Tommy John anyway. I almost would rather you just get it over with and be back as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, so speaking of elbow soreness.
0: Yeah, Jimmy Nelson.
1: Yay.
2: A little bit of elbow soreness. Felt soreness in his elbow,
0: but.
1: I um, yeah, feel like they're going to be hypersensitive now to the fact that after Knable's news, any little twinge, tweak, or especially coming him going off of that shoulder injury.
0: I believe he got a cortisone shot in it though, and was still tried throwing on it. So his, at least it doesn't seem as serious. But yeah, they're gonna have to take it easy considering he's not pitched in a meaningful game and a, Over long a year, year. Yeah, yeah, he had a forearm ailment
2: this spring too. So red flags are kind of piling up with him. But I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too worried about it unless we hear some kind of UCL tear. <laughs> we talked. Yeah, right. Well, I, don't, I we, hope that doesn't happen. We
1: talked about this, too, as he was starting to get in and building up that velocity and that endurance. I like it's going to take a while to get that arm back up to Major League like yeah. pitching shape anyway. So I feel like any of these, any of these type of things are going to pop up for him um, kind of until he gets that broken a little bit. But, yeah, definitely something you want to keep an eye on, though.
2: So let's kind of roll into this roster a little bit. They've pretty much finalized the roster, I would say, uh, from – what i kind of understood off of all this twitter stuff so i've kind of council announced the starting rotation definitely did so kind of thinking of nelson's not going to be in the starting rotation now it's brandon woodruff zach davies shasin corbin burns and freddie peralta
0: all three young guys all three young guys (laughs) yep i kind of love it though no Anderson. Anderson to the bullpen yep
1: worry about him coming out of the <laughs> the bullpen though Yeah,
0: uh, a guy who gives up a ton of home runs i don't know if that's your guy to put out any fires <laughs> yeah, but, he, but he
1: also doesn't throw hard either yeah i mean you're gonna i mean i guess maybe it'll be interesting to see but if you have guys throwing heat like burns and them might throw into the 90s you're gonna get a guy that barely breaks like 88
0: he can be the right-handed version of uh, claudio then that guy's not a hard thrower but yeah, that yeah. guy's been a bullpen pitcher his whole
2: career so uh, all of you worried about zach davies and all of his earned runs he um they faced the reds and they faced the reds like in 10 day like i think right after the cardinals i believe so he's going to face them in pretty soon mm-hmm. he said um they put all their guys in there cuz they wanted to see him of course he said i'm not going to show them anything i'll probably throw 80 fastballs and cutters today i like it so he pretty much just just threw all that gave up a bunch of runs and didn't really care that shows you like spring training what what should we
0: put into it i guess right you can watching this you can overreact to yeah uh, i don't
1: think you're gonna see any of the real pitches and i guess like we talked about before they changed different grips and they tried slightly different pitches tweak arms different angles velocities of that type of thing so i mean i guess you don't want to look too much into it but i guess if you if you see him trending always to that i don't know a little rough to come out of spring training have an era over seven yeah
2: but are you guys worried about uh the young guys not having some veterans in
0: there, I guess. I'm worried that injuries are forcing them into roles that weren't really planned.
1: I'm a little more worried about what this means for the bullpen rotation. The idea, of the fact that you're going to rely a lot heavily on Hader earlier than you probably would have had to potentially. I think you're going to use a lot more of him early on in the season until some of these arms get back.
2: Or, or you kind of be careful with them, too, because you don't want to lose them. But I do find it pretty promising, though. I want to see what these guys can do. And let's say they start off pretty well. Let's say they're pitching into the sixth inning, seventh inning. I mean, that'd be great. It doesn't happen a lot anymore. But just thinking of what happened last year and all the bullpenning that had to happen, maybe we won't need the strong relievers for a little while because these young guys, nobody's really saw them. Nobody's seen Burns as a starter. Woodruff has been a starter here and there, but it'll
0: yeah, be kind of interesting. Sometimes these young guys start out kind of hot, yeah, because there isn't much tape on them. But I am worried. I mean, can you trust Barnes, Anderson, Guerra to protect leads? I mean, they did get some help. They signed
2: uh, Alex Wilson. He is signed to a major league contract. They did sign Michael Tonkin. Tonkin? He's a minor league contract, and Josh Fields is a minor league contract. So
0: I, I like the Wilson signing. Uh, he's had some pretty good years under his belt as a reliever, so that's at least a solid veteran guy to bring in. Right And he's uh, more of a stretch reliever,
2: so he's not a not a closer type, but he's a yeah. stretch reliever guy, so he, in case Woodruff burns for anybody, gets into trouble, he would be that probably that first guy with Chase Anderson. And yeah, Guerra, I guess. And
0: Guerra, yeah. We kind of have a, we have a lot of long relief type.
2: Which is how this team kind of rolls, I guess, with the bullpenning stuff. So, but yeah, it, it improves their depth. You think with, but they lost Bobby Wall for the whole season and Canabel, So I think Wilson is a great signing. Uh, we'll see if the other guys, I mean, the other guys will come up a lot, but you look at Hader, Guerra, Albers makes the team now. Anderson, Claudio. Barnes and Wilson, and then there's probably one other I don't really maybe Williams or Patrika, I would think are one of the other arms i didn't really couldn't really find that, but that's your that's your bullpen so
0: and still sitting out there in free agency is Keuchel and Kimbrel. yeah do you think the Brewers are have any serious interest in either of them? I think they have serious interest in Kimbrel
2: for sure, and i don't I don't think the the Wilson signing hurts it at all because he is that that mid-relief kind of guy so and they'll be willing to pay Kimbr- i think Kimbrel too and
1: Kimbrough would be the only one that would be potential but that would mean Kimbrell would have to give up on his dream of having a long-term deal and settle for like a one-year overpay
0: yeah i guess it depends on uh kind of how stubborn kimball Kimbrel wants to be does he want to take this into the regular season and wait for a team's closer situation to either have injuries or look shaky because it happens every year. Like, well, Those it happened are, in the Brewers, right? Yeah. So some team might get desperate, but uh, I'd love if the Brewers could, could get him on that one-year deal, even if they give him a ton of money. So right now only the Braves and Brewers are
2: in on Kimbrel from the latest rumors, I guess.
0: He's going home then, back to Atlanta?
2: That's what it sounds like, for sure. So we'll see, we'll see where he goes.
0: Keuchel is interesting. I, I can't find anything on him be totally honest i'm surprised yeah he's not signed uh he's for a guy who's won a Cy young and he's still sitting out there in free agency yeah somebody will get him cheap probably i w-
2: i would think a one-year deal it's not like gonna happen with him you but. either
0: uh you either give Bryce harper or mike trout a monster 12 13 year deal or you refuse to sign you refuse <laughs> to pay anyone anyone yeah
2: yeah so what do you guys think of the bench though um, Eric Thames, Pena, Gamel, Perez, kind of
1: those are surprise. You Thames, I thought was the biggest surprise out of that group. Yeah, maybe. Yeah,
0: uh, I guess in spring training, he he showed his the good side of Thames. Yeah, uh, he he was really crushing the ball. Hit a few home runs. He had a lot of even some outs that were hard hit. He was really pulling the ball with power. Well, and I guess that's a pretty good bat off the bench. Uh, if you are not going to have Domingo Santana anymore, so yeah, he's probably the biggest surprise. Though, is I just
1: thought they would go more to the versatility of a uh, Salandino or or Spangenberg. Spangenberg actually hit the ball pretty good as of late too. Yeah, and showed it, you to be able his ability to play infield and out. So I don't know. You'll still see those guys during the season, I'm sure.
2: but yeah, I am. I am not. I am not too surprised. Um, Kratz kind of disappointing. I mean, Tredi- favorite. Fan favorite, but he knew his job was the third catcher. He knew he was the council pretty much said just just waited out because they had they at least they found somebody for him. He's going to back up Posey now with, with the Giants. I think it's a great move for him. Um, there's just oh, no way you're going to give role. up on Pena. So well,
0: I'm just worried about Andy now. I mean, you lost Christian Wood and Eric Kratz in the same week I and mean, Cobb. Oh, and Cobb, you and Cobb. you're having a rough go with all your favorite players. in Shipped out of town.
2: (laughs) If you guys had to put your finger on it, what will be the main factor that the Brewers repeat as uh, NL champs? Maybe get to the NLCS again. What will it be? What would be the reason why? NLDS, sorry. NLDS, right? Or CS. CS, you're right. I don't know. (laughs)
0: At at this point, considering the injuries so far, I'd say the the young guys, those three young pitchers, all pitch well. I think that's what it's going to take. We're gonna need to see Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta all be above average pitchers.
2: Yeah, I could get on that I can get on that bus. For sure. Yeah, it just it just seems kinda obvious with that. Um if their pitching performs middle of the pack, I think they'll be fine because they're gonna they're gonna smash the ball. They're gonna hit it all over. They're gonna score a lot of runs. It's almost oh, I don't wanna say it gonna remind you of the old what two thousand eight kind of teams where they're going to hit a lot and maybe the pitching is going to suffer a little bit, but we'll see. The young guys, it's exciting to see those three pitch. I, it's their time. It's their time to shine. So,
1: yeah, I'm just sure, worried. Like I said, though, I think the bullpen's a bit weaker than it was a year ago. So that's going to kind of be interesting to see how that plays out until some of the arms come back or you sign somebody. But I will, I will be interested to see a year of Mustakis. I mean, he's going to play second, and having. Him and Shaw in the game at the same time, that makes that lineup pretty pretty deadly, especially with Grandal too.
0: There is a lot of pop in the lineup. They're gonna have a lot of guys who are gonna hit like twenty in the like mid twenties of home runs, which is exciting.
1: The IP match might might be exciting. It maybe cover up some of the the holes that have been left in that in that mid relief. Yeah, because well, he's not really a
2: front runner for MVP, but. Yelich hasn't stopped. He's crushing the ball Yelich spring, had a so. great spring.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, Yelich, Kane, and the outfield group, even Braun, if you can kind of turn it around. He start a little bit in spring training, but you know, like I said, that infield's pretty deadly too. Yeah. Especially if Arcia can actually come and, and continue from where he left off in the postseason. That'll be interesting to see if he comes off as the postseason Arcia or the Arcia that got sent down
0: yeah, where he had as many home runs in the postseason as right. the regular season, and if there, there will be regression from the bullpen, sure. especially because of the injuries, and probably regression from Jelic, but it could be offset by the hitting as a whole being better, and maybe the starting pitching being a little more consistent.
2: The great number eight, Matthew Del- 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 Delvadova's number, was retired today.
0: Hmm. Any other, Wrong oh, eight. Are there any other eights in Milwaukee Bucks history? Todd
2: Day eight? I don't think so. Todd Day was 10, wasn't, a, wasn't he? There's a couple uh, good eights, I believe.
0: This uh, this conversation would go over well with um, Dennis Krause and Ted Davis. They had a lengthy discussion about how the most... Popular numbers in box history, hmm. least popular. Oh, wow! Know, so they filled up about the whole first half just talking numbers. I love that. Ted <laughs> Davis is great. <laughs> they were saying, uh, "This is a real uh, deep dive." He said, "Most <laughs> people are probably not enjoying this." <laughs> For those of you who are, yeah. So they retire Marcus Johnson's number. Um, he's, he's a great
2: player back yeah, in the eighties,
0: just like uh, Kareem. Marcus Johnson played seven seasons in Milwaukee. Is that worthy of getting your number retired?
1: Why don't they? Why don't they? I don't know why teams don't do have like a ring of honor, but not necessarily retire the number.
0: Yeah, I think that's a better idea. I think
1: the Redskins do that. That's
0: probably a better idea. I know football, you start to run out of uh, numbers pretty quick. I believe uh, Marcus Johnson's also up for the Basketball Hall of Fame, which you will find out Final Four weekend. So in the standings now, Bucks have a four-game lead over the Raptors. Raptors lost today. Bucks beat the Cavs. Do the Bucs need to start resting, guys, for the playoffs?
1: I think I'm a little bit concerned. Especially with Brogdon being hurt. You're probably not getting him back until the first week or after that first series is over. I think you probably get to your home field advantage because I think that's really important for the Bucs to have. So get get home field throughout. See what is the magic number Pete said, what, four?
2: I think so.
1: Get to that magic four number and then just sit him.
2: Well I
0: don't trust my math though. I'm good with that. All right. The Bucks have a four game lead and own the tiebreaker. It'd be pretty hard for them to not get the number one seed. So I think it's three then. If it's a tiebreaker two, I think it would be three.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I think you really need to strongly consider that. Giannis, though he looked impressive today, there was like signs that like he still was favoring that that right ankle a little bit. So I don't think you want him to keep I think you want to give him some minutes just to keep loose and, and keep with the flow. You don't want to rest them completely, but I think you do want to take it easy with some of these guys to make sure they're ready to go. That would be the worst-case scenario mm-hmm. if something happened to them.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, you only, the only thing that's happened is you've, you lost Brogdon. You lost Mirtich.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, not, that's nothing big. Yeah, two, <laughs> two of the best six players. Right,
2: mm-hmm. and then Giannis goes down with an ankle injury like every night now and he just winces mm-hmm. and
0: complains. You lost Paul Gasol for the next month. That's fine. He's I a mean, coach anyway. And then Tony Snell sprained his ankle. Yeah, after he's been putting in so, the starting lineup and actually was having a good game. I say don't rest anybody. You think just stay the course. What could go stay wrong? Stay the course.
2: No, uh, all serious aside, yeah, rest them. Yeah, I think they need Especially
0: to Especially Bledsoe and Middleton. They never get a day off, I feel. Right. And they have there's eight games left. Five of them are at home. Like they they should be fine,
1: even by resting guys, playing. Yeah, let's let's give Brooks some rest. Put in DJ Wilson. Let Giannis rest. Put in Christian Wood. Oh, oh wait. Oh wait. No. <laughs> uh, the only problem is, okay, you
2: you Magic numbers three. You still play against the Rockets. Play against the Clippers. You play the Nets twice. You play the seven Seventy Sixers, and you round off the season against the Thunder. You have the Hawks twice. Hawks are twice. One home, one away. So, I guess you have some opportunity to rest depending on game, but
0: you still, I think still, this team still wants to win that, that number one seed. I think they can get it, though, with resting guys. I'd be shocked if they went on some huge losing streak, even with resting guys against the likes of the Hawks and the Nets. I know the Nets are a decent team, but come on. Your half your schedules against those two teams. You should you should be yeah, able to I, take yeah. care of a, that's true. A five hundred nets team and a bad Hawks team. At least win three out of those four with resting a few guys. I mean, be selective about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, always have Middleton or Giannis or Bledsoe active, probably with another starter. But kind of stagger some of these days off. I will say, don't rest anybody
2: on four seven. Against the Hawks because I'm going to the game. Great plan because that's WrestleMania. So I'll be going to the Bucks game during WrestleMania. But don't rest anybody that day. I would say.
1: Whoa, I just I just remember somebody saying how they were, might not even come to the podcast because WrestleMania was so important.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good point. True. What happened? What happened to that?
1: So is now, your is your tether going to one?
0: Now suddenly uh, WrestleMania is not. It's not important enough to skip watching. Uh, or did you listen
1: to our analysis during the last podcast and realize that WrestleMania is <laughs> not quite as necessary?
0: No, I, I bought the tickets mm-hmm.
2: in January and I didn't even think of, of WrestleMania. Oh, I, I thought it was like the end of April for some reason. I thought
0: you were dying to see like DJ Wilson and George Hill. So you were <laughs> like, I'm blowing <laughs> off WrestleMania. It's just who's, who's
2: all going? Me and my wife. That'd be nice. Is sure. she much to she the, watches the game's with me.
0: Has she been to the Pfizer forum? No. Oh, that's good. That's thing.
2: the reason she's yeah. gone. Yeah.
0: Otherwise, I'd probably take my son. Because then it doesn't, uh, you don't care that much about who's playing. Take your time, walk around. Yeah. Miss. It'll be fun. Enjoy the eats. It'll be a good time. It's kind of like the last game with no the other game that we were all at. No Giannis. We spent like half of it just walking around. Yeah,
1: that's true. Well, it didn't have, they're also like down by 20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: The Vucevic magic were just too powerful.
1: So before we move on from Buckstock, Brooke Lopez buried three or four threes on Sunday to give him 176 for the season, breaking Channing Fry's 2009-2010 record for most in a season by a center. Wow. Congrats Solid. to Brooke. Did it with a bunch of games left. Yeah. I'm
0: sure he's happy he came to Milwaukee. I
2: think he officially beat John Henson's.
0: Oh. Percent, right? <laughs> <laughs> so during the game today, Bucks fans were chanting, "We want Henson!" At the end of the game,
2: <laughs> well, I he even suited up.
0: I don't know, <laughs> but it's great that they were chanting it. <laughs> yeah, it. was pretty good. Yeah, I don't know if he's even going to play again this season. So what
1: was the what was the the three point percentage he had to stay above in order to? Uh... Thirty five.
0: It was thirty five. I think that comes with an asterisk, though, that he hasn't played for like four months.
2: No, no, it doesn't. I want you to buy the the Cavs.
1: City edition
0: Okay if that's the catch Then I get to pick out any Henson jersey I want Off of eBay
1: <laughs> That's fine But he finished He's currently 35.5% Well
0: the, at the time We made the bet He was And then he didn't play Like again the rest of the season Right <laughs> So oh, he yeah. immediately that's
1: got hurt. I immediately jinxed him Into yeah. getting hurt
2: Yeah That was one of the best moves I mean they got rid of him
1: Isn't that pretty much What betting is It's a Pure crapshoot
0: no, it's a very, very skilled game. It's like the, uh, I, I had zero. For oh yeah, Who, whose jersey you got to buy right now? I had zero. I won $30 on the numbers game. I picked that number magically.
1: So touching back on some news that we had last week regarding the beloved Packers. Play <laughs> Matthews. As we mentioned, he used to go back home to L.A., close to the Rams. So we wanted to, once Pete was back, to talk about what are some of our best moments, moments you can remember, highlights, you, if you will, from his career as a Packer.
0: My favorite Clay Matthews moment was the playoff game against the Giants at Lambeau Field. That's where he sacked Eli Manning, Knocked the ball out of his hand and he was rolling around the field. No whistle. Paul Perkins started to pick the ball up, and Clay just came and leveled him. Took the ball. Oh yeah, yeah. and he I remember it, that. It was a live ball. Only Julius Peppers and Clay realized it. It was a live ball. I remember ball. that one. It was good. Standing around, so I just was watching the uh, clip of that. It's great. I can't get enough of that play.
1: I think my favorite was the infamous play from the Super Bowl. When he basically called the play with Mendenhall mm-hmm. where he told Pil- like uh he told Pickett to spill it mm-hmm. and went and actually put a helmet on the ball and caused that fumble. Yeah, that was a huge Super Bowl forty five. Huge play. That's my yeah. that's my big Clay Matthews memory.
2: No, I I don't know. I'm just uh he was a pretty amazing player. I don't I don't really have one memory of him. I remember
0: uh, the
1: one he also necessarily. Had that necessarily the pick touchdown against the Cowboys. That yeah, and then, and then their and then their coach. I think coach, that's the one I really think of. And then their coach
0: day. was fired right after that. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Didn't,
1: didn't yeah, he? he, he wasn't, it, wasn't it the infamous like, series of coaches we got fired that we need to get the Bills coach fired too?
0: Yeah. We're on a Fire the Coaches uh, campaign that year.
2: But yeah, no, I, I, I did talk to my nephew. My nephew heard the news. My nephew Carter heard the news. And he was very, very upset about us not signing him again. His favorite player. His favorite player of all time. And he is seven years old. And I I did interview him. I was going to play some audio, but of course, like a seven year old would answer questions. But no, he was. He was very, he was, he gave me some, some little tidbits. Like he really enjoyed, you know, being his number for, for football. And he played football this last year and was number 52 and loved playing defense, you know, on that team. And, and he was really mad that they called penalties against him this last year. Oh, we all, us two. Us two. But the The last thing really about Clay Matthews is that he says the cowboys suck and and so do the bears and rams he's the rams suck too, so he's. we knows, totally agree with you there too. He's not very happy about this, but he did cry a lot, but uh well, I, I i don't i don't you know that kind of reminds me of when I was a kid when mm-hmm. when players did leave. You didn't understand why why mm-hmm. are they leaving well but, um
0: but it'll be sad. all right. Give it time, and he'll find a new favorite player definitely the way sports go definitely he did also enjoy playing him. On the old Madden, and
2: and pressing the circle button to get past oh, right. <laughs> the tackles, so which made a lot of sense. Moving on to Cobb.
1: Yeah, that's probably the hardest one for me. Again, I mentioned all the stuff from last week. One of the the players that my my son and I both like hold in high regard. They used to have at at uh, Lambo, um, Associated Bank had that booth where you could take a picture with a Packer, and you could pick which one you wanted, and it was always some random defensive player and then randall cobb was the one and we got so many pictures taken like we kept going through the thing because he wanted to get mm-hmm. it because was different poses you could get of him, so we got like all four poses um so it was really cool so again like when we were in preseason he stopped and waved to the kids and stuff like that as he drove out so that was pretty cool so my favorite moment i have two of them that i can uh really remember they both involve game winning touchdowns against the bears one was the seventy-five yard touchdown, the uh, the comeback one of Week One. The Aaron Rodgers comes All back right. out. Um, I was
0: uh, nominated for a questie.
1: Yep. And the other one was um, like Week Seventeen in two thousand thirteen. I want to say it was like the forty-eight yard touchdown pass, um, where we beat the Bears uh, to go on to the playoffs. I believe. Yeah.
0: Uh, if you listen back to when we talked about great John Kuhn moments, they all involve Randall Cobb as well. Those are, so those are always good ones. Kuhn keeping him up for the touchdown. Yeah, that was the what one you mentioned. Yes. But my, my Cobb moment is I'm going to circle back to the game we just talked about, Giants-Packers playoffs. So the game that was in uh, January of 2017. Not only did uh, Clay have the, the exciting live ball hit, Randall Cobb had the Hail Mary touchdown the back of the end zone to end the half. Yes. One of three touchdowns on the day for him. And that's when Aaron Rodgers was established as the god of the uh, Hail Mary. Uh, but that was a fantastic moment by Cobb, even if he might have pushed off ever so slightly.
2: Allegedly. My favorite play of Randall Cobb, and just re- replay your play. That's the one I actually thought about, so... Uh the, the, the Hail Mary and the the Bears one too is the one I think about a lot with Cobb. The, even the one this, this last year, um the long touchdown he had. So uh to basically win the game against the Bears mm-hmm. again. So Yeah, it's just uh a a changing of the guard for sure. This this team is changing before our eyes, but I'm excited for the future of those wide receivers that we have and uh, it, it was bound to happen. You know, these these guys can't stay with the teams forever anymore, so.
0: Yeah, and as much as we like Cobb, yeah, it just it made sense to move on. He, he hasn't broken 700-yard mark in three seasons, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, Cobb finishes a good career. I mean, with the Packers, he's finished uh, number 11th overall in, in receiving yards, number 6 overall in catches, and 11 overall in touchdowns, so I mean. Pretty good, considering how many years he had in Green Bay. Yeah, like he was supposed to kind of be like our Percy Harvin type red receiver when that was kind of yeah. the thing. Yeah, once like kind of like
0: putting him in the backfield and uh, moved He played like
1: running back for us too for a, for a little yeah, bit when we I had kind those. Struggles. I mean, he played all over. And he actually
0: got yeah handoffs for a while?
1: So the unfortunate part of like Cobb moving on is that it means I don't have an adoptive Packer for our super fan group. So you guys have any early? Players you want to nominate for me? Some suggestions I should uh consider. I have a couple dark horses that I that I like, but well years. Af- I mean I'm gonna definitely gonna probably wait till after the the draft to kind of see what happens there, but
0: I mean after the free agency period, I mean those guys are pretty exciting, either of the Smiths or Amos. Those aren't bad ones.
1: I told you with with Amos that was kind of the surprise. I I feel like part of me wanted to put my my money where my mouth is, and kind of go as Darius Smith, because I was the guy I kind of cheered for or kind of pulled for as a potential to pull, bring in. So that's one.
2: But I mean, if you just want to stick with slot receivers, just would go with Jake Kumerow.
1: Who do you have now? I
2: have Blake Martinez. Right. So who do you have, Mike?
0: Tremont. He's back.
2: inherited him back. back. Yeah, he's yeah, my favorite. You had uh, Montgomery, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Tremont, I had. Oh.
0: A, that was a bad pick. I debated between Blake Martinez and Ty. Picked wrong.
1: I mean, I mean, like so. mine, I think Ceder seems kind of sweet because he, he took his money. The first thing he did with his money once he signed his contract was he went and bought his parents a house, specifically his mom.
0: That's oh, <laughs> yeah. a, a nice move on his part. Good move.
1: There's a couple things to wrap up with the Packers and one more NFL piece. Uh, Devonta Adams ridiculous windmill dunk. Standing. Insane.
2: Didn't even run.
1: No, dude. Doesn't is athletic. make
2: it. And doesn't make it any better. Stop dunking.
1: If, uh, get hurt. if he gets he's like, hurt, he's like, we get it. You know how to dunk. We get it. <laughs>
2: Good job. We know you're athletic. You, we see it on the football field. If, don't duck.
0: If he gets hurt, we have the worst receivers in the NFL. Oh god, it's Too late to get Cobb back. Oh, don't, don't dunk in a suit and wingtip shoes, please.
2: No, I don't think
1: he was wearing that. but
2: That made me so weird.
1: And the last news we want to wrap up, NFL news. Uh, Rob Gronkowski retires after nine seasons, three Super Bowl victories.
0: Breaking news. Rob Gronkowski signs WWE contract. Is that really breaking news? No. Oh, because uh, the well, one, it might happen? The one question I was going to ask you, I said. Does he show up at WrestleMania? Yeah, we, he might. Yeah. He showed up a couple years ago to WrestleMania. I was going to ask you this is where we can actually talk wrestling because it relates to football. Is that the move he makes? Does he go into wrestling? Do you think he actually <sighs> becomes a wrestler, though? I don't know. Or would he be. I
2: don't know if he'd be a good wrestler.
0: Well, if you just wonder though, he's can't he's, be any worse than Brock Lesnar.
2: At least Brock, yeah, no,
0: true. He is getting out of football yeah. though because his <laughs> body's taking such a beating. He, I don't know if wrestling's a good
1: I thing. I don't so. know. I still think it's I think a better go than he, NFL yeah, day to day do out.
2: No, Wrestle they take a beating, and it's a lot of days of.
0: Well, that's the I thing. He's such a big name. He could be selective about that's how often saying. he would wrestle.
2: No. I, I just think there's there's a lot of good names in wrestling right now. Like you guys don't know, but um, there's there's the, the roster's full. I don't think it'll happen.
0: What about just couldn't he, he be could show up? You couldn't he show up at events and be like yeah. a, a hype man, a corner man, something like what? A hype man, I like that. I could I could see him because he already has experience doing commercials sure. and doing a lot of media yeah. stuff. He might be decent on the microphone.
1: Could it be like? See, I'm talking wrestling. people. Could it be like this McMahon or that group's like bodyguard. And just be like oh, that yeah. guy. Yeah. Just there? Yeah. Just gets into private brawls? Who's a
0: small
2: wrestler? Oh, you, you have to have the same bodyguards and people that you see every time. It's great. Because they, they act the best. <laughs> I don't know. I just love those guys. Oh,
0: is that when they like cut to like paramedics showing up and they're all guys, yeah. wrestlers? It's pretty clearly, much, yeah. They're jack guys in tight t-shirts, but oh. they're supposed to be paramedics right. or cops or whatever.
2: Yeah, it's the same cops. Every whatever. city has the same guy. Yeah, whatever yeah I saw guys. this in like,
1: like says, villain movies.
2: Cop on this on his chest it says i'm a cop
1: so so rob Gronkowski, first bout hall Famer, right oh yeah i i think
0: he has to be his he, he probably is the hardest to cover tight end of all time right like he's in the conversation for best i know it's hard to say gates and Gonza- gonzalez especially it's such longevity sharp was good too yeah
2: shannon yeah yeah shannon. of course
0: I think though, when you look at at their at his peak, I think Gronk is the best tight end. Yeah, I've never seen a tight end that was so hard That's, to cover. Right.
2: Yeah, and the thing is, he he really didn't run many routes. He was more of a blocking tight end for most of the time. He every route he would run, he would get thrown to, and he would catch the
0: ball. That's the thing too is he he could really uh, block guys. What did he, what did he say about the one block? He was just throwing the guy out of the club or whatever when he <laughs> right. He pushed that guy like 15 yards downfield and just and pushed him out of
1: bounds. Well, that was the thing. When he got drafted by the Patriots, he was supposed to be their blocking specialist. That was the, that was the guy because they brought Hernandez in to be the more athletic stretch of the field. Uh, he was tight the,
2: end. the move tight end, yeah. yeah. But he was looking more and more like RoboCop every year. So,
0: Well, even the reason he fell in the draft was because he had injuries in college. He had a bad back. He fell to the second round. He should have been a number, a first-round pick, but he was already beat up at just entering the NFL. And, yeah, every year he seemed to just show a little more wear and tear. But retired, 29 years old, living the dream.
2: No weak sauce allowed. Nope.
1: Good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Stay fresh. Stay clean. Man, we should really get the story together before we said it.
2: (laughs) We just spent like three hours talking about what we were going to talk about. The end. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions, read more about us, and more on our website, QuestionableToReturn.com. Follow us on Twitter at Q2Return and Instagram at questionable to return. You can also like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash questionable to return. Follow each of the guys on Twitter for Andy at Andy the number nine M A N. Mike at Mike R. Daily, And Pete at p cozy with a k junior jr please consider leaving us a five-star review as well as sharing us with someone you know